With the downturn of, of the economy in 08, you know, we had some houses that had become dilapidated and um, we had some property owners who were looking to get out. And our, our city actually has a program where they buy homes, they rehab the homes, and then they resell them. And they sell them to low to moderate income people who maybe are first time home buyers or maybe looking just to get back on their feet. And that program has really shifted several of our neighborhoods in that way that now it's it's really is taking ownership and it's maybe the the homeowner was aged or aging and couldn't upkeep their home and so they decided to sell it well with the city sure. program they were then rehabbed some were done with habitat for humanity some were done with Merrill Community Center. We have a fresh start program here. Um, so a lot of the homes were rehabbed with different community programs as well. So it's getting people that expertise and that knowledge in the construction world. So it's a win-win for everybody. You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Hey there, Shauna. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, first off, congratulations on advancing to the final four of the Strongest Town competition. I know I speak on behalf of the entire Strong Town staff and the rest of the Strong Towns movement. When I say how much we really enjoyed these past few weeks, you know, getting kind of the inside look into all the good stuff happening in Beloit. It's a fantastic story. I know our our voters resonated with your story as well, hence you being in the final four now. And just really excited to take this time to learn more about you, your community, and all the great steps you're taking to become a more financially strong and resilient place. To get us started, Shauna, um, will you mind introducing yourself and sharing where you fit in the Beloit community? Sure. I am Shauna Elamine. I am the executive director of the Downtown Beloit Association. And uh, we have been in organization ever since 1987. And our mission is to grow the downtown, um, make sure everybody in our community knows what a great asset that is, and then to support our over 170 businesses that we have downtown. Um, That includes putting on events to bring people downtown, highlight what the businesses are doing, make sure we don't have any vacant storefronts, and if we do, help market them and fill them as quickly as possible with what businesses we need downtown. And then really to keep the overall look and feel of downtown welcoming and keep the historic integrity of it. Beautiful, Shauna. I think about my own experiences interacting with my downtown here in Denton, Texas. And I've always looked to our Main Street associations to help me understand, you know, what's new in the neighborhood? What new businesses do we have? What opportunities are there for as a private citizen to contribute to events or support these businesses. So totally love that story and look forward to digging into it more today. I want to flash back, you know, a few weeks whenever Beloit first submitted that first round of responses to get started in the Strongest Town Contest. I'm curious, you know, thinking back on your time throughout Beloit's, either your time as the executive director of the Main Street Association or just as a private citizen, Um, What had you been observing throughout the community that inspired you to participate in this contest? 
Well, I've been a bloiter uh, since I was a young child, so pretty much my whole life. Um, bloiter. Yeah, bloiter. We are proud bloiters. My parents, you know, instilled in me the community values that we have here. And I graduated from our high school here and I continue to live here today. I love it. Um, we have so much going on for us. And um, I really wanted to find a position that I could do something good for our community. While, you know, economic development, people don't always see that as a huge benefit for our community, but it is one of the largest drivers in our community. So focusing on economic development has been a passion of mine for a long time. And I took this position in 2012. And before that, I worked for the city of Beloit in economic development ever since 2007. Let's talk a little bit more about the economic development happening in downtown in particular. I could tell from your submissions that Beloit has given a lot of both public and private investment into its downtown. And I know at Strong Towns, whenever we talk about investing in our most financially productive neighborhoods, that's often our downtowns, our main streets, our older core neighborhoods. So it's really exciting to see Beloit embracing that as well and showing love to their existing neighborhoods. Let's talk a little bit more about downtown. I know it's been a Wisconsin Main Street community for over 30 years. And you can tell just from the pictures that you've shared that it truly captures the heart and spirits um, of fellow Beloiters in the community. Over those 30 years, um, what principles or what philosophies do you think Beloit has embraced that's helped its downtown be so successful? You know, grow your own has been something that we've been, um, you know, focusing on for many years. We put on the Beloit Farmers Market. And we have talked to those businesses, those vendors about, you know, how can you turn your market vending business into a full-time business? And um, we're lucky that many of them have done that over the years. Um, We have a couple that are still sustaining to this day. So Northwoods Premium Confection is a candy popcorn company. They started out as one of our farmers market vendors and they have a storefront in downtown Beloit now. So um, they've been there for over five years. So that's a great story to tell. And again, the build your own is is what we're focusing on. How can we help you grow your business? How can we help you now expand your business into something bigger that is supporting the community as well? And we have other stories like that as well. So the build your own, is that a program by the city of Beloit or is that just like a philosophy that the city tries to share in regards to its entrepreneurs? Yeah, just a philosophy that we try to instill in our our community because we realize that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are doing wonderful, great things. And how can we help them to then expand upon their business? We have entrepreneur programs that are going on daily inside our Iron Tech facility. Um, and those are G-Beta and Generator. And both of those are kind of helping the entrepreneurs go through the day-to-day. What what do they need to do? What do they need to be prepared for? Um, and they even do like a Shark Tank type of, of program. So you can get out there and, and talk to investors and stuff like that too. I love that story, Sean. And it reminds me of what happens to be a former Strongest Town competition winner, and that was Muskegon, Michigan. They did something comparable to what you're doing in Beloit, where in this instance, they had a fairly vacant downtown. And like Beloit, they wanted to um, embrace this philosophy that you've shared. So the strategy they did, they set up like sheds across empty parts of the streetscape near downtown, 
entrepreneurs could rent it out for like 70 bucks a month, test out that idea. And what they ended up seeing, as you've begun to see in downtown Beloit as well, a lot of those folk that started off in these sheds ended up actually being permanent tenants in these downtown storefronts. So it's really cool to see, you know, that big win that we've seen in the past in other cities starting to work really well in Beloit as well. Yeah, that sounds like a great program. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the neighborhoods in Beloit. You use this phrase saying that there's a wide variety of neighborhoods. You know, if you if you walk through the different neighborhoods, you'll see several homeowners really showing some love and great care for their place. Um, I want to help give listeners a mental image of what these neighborhoods actually look like and what that, that variety of neighborhoods looks like. Would you mind elaborating a little bit on what you meant by, you know, the excitement of seeing this variety of neighborhoods? Yeah, of course. Um, so we have several um, historic neighborhoods in our community. So we've actually named them over the years. So um, we have a Northeast District, we have a Merrill Community District, we have um, different districts, and each one has its own look and feel, if you will. So um, we have ones that are near the Beloit College. So the Beloit College neighborhood is a lot of more historic homes. A lot of them are larger in scale because they were meant to, um, you know, they've been turned into dorms over the years and they've been um, turned into you know separate housing which now is making a comeback and they are being turned back into single family large homes which is like a great evolvement that we've seen downtown so um, it's it's wonderful to see um, you can drive through them and kind of just get that look and feel we have brand new development happening out um, further out of the downtown area. And those new homes are, you know, single family, uh, medium sized homes, but still giving that opportunity to, for the, the larger families. So we have a lot of larger families that are here in the Beloit area that need a three or four bedroom house. And this is actually giving them that opportunity. So a lot of our districts, like I said, are, are very warm and welcoming. And we have a west side and a east side and um, you know each one has its own look and feel but it's it's so welcoming and the homeowners take great pride in their their homes and their upkeep and um, their curb appeal and it, it's really great to see but you can definitely tell the difference and feel the difference when you're driving through the different neighborhoods does a particular story come to mind of perhaps a time that you've driven through one of these neighborhoods or walked through one of these neighborhoods where you know as a citizen you're witnessing this great care and love for their place. Um, any particular story comes to mind that was particularly inspirational for you? With the downturn of, of the economy in 08, you know, we had some houses that had become dilapidated and um, we had some property owners who were looking to get out. And our, our city actually has a program where they buy homes, they rehab the homes, and then they resell them. And they sell them to low to moderate income people who maybe are first time home buyers or maybe looking just to get back on their feet. And that program has really shifted several of our neighborhoods in that way that now it's it's really is taking ownership. And it's maybe the, the homeowner was aged or aging and couldn't upkeep their home. And so they decided to sell it. Well, with the city sure. program, they were then rehabbed. Some were done with Habitat for Humanity. Some were done with the Merrill Community Center. We have a Fresh Start program here. Um, so a lot of the homes were rehabbed with different community 
programs as well. So it's getting people that expertise and that knowledge in the construction world. So it's a win-win for everybody. This rehab program is fascinating, Shauna. And, you know, it's a completely different take on maybe how usually local governments, you know, see blight. Like in other neighborhoods, you may see this rundown home, this vacant lot, whatever the case may be, and just, you know, call it blight. Call it a place that's no longer lovable, no longer in need of any investments. I know in the case of maybe the rundown home, maybe it's perceived as just like a scrape off. Like there's, there's no longer a need to show love to this place. Like let's just wait for the next developer to tear it down and build something new. That's not the approach you've had in Beloit. It sounds like you see every vacant lot, every home, whether it's shiny and new or perhaps a bit dilapidated as an asset, as something to work with to make this community stronger. I'm curious, as you've done different projects within this rehab program, have you seen that extra care and love and attention to all lots, to all properties, shift the overall morale of the neighborhood as opposed to just seeing it as you know, a blotted area that needs to be scraped off and replaced with something brand new? Yeah, definitely. You know, one property gets rehabbed and you can just see the the surrounding properties just all take note and say, oh, this yeah. is really what our neighborhood could look like. Let me take ownership and, and do what I can with my property. And while the properties have been spaced out, even in a particular neighborhood, you can just see the values of all the homes just increase yeah. exponentially because of that one project has a rippling effect. That's beautiful, Shauna. I can't wait to share with my colleagues. That's a fantastic program that um, I'm excited to share with the rest of the community as well. That's fantastic. Thinking about these neighborhoods, you've done a great job describing, you know, the care and love and sense of identity that residents feel within their particular neighborhood. Are there opportunities for these neighborhoods to evolve and adapt as different changes in, you know, preference, personal circumstances, maybe the market occur. I know you gave the example of, you know, with the 2008 recession, the city saw this as an opportunity to purchase dilapidated homes, refurbish them and sell them um, to families with low to moderate income. Any other examples come to mind of, you know, how these neighborhoods maybe aren't necessarily under glass, static, unable to evolve, but actually they can shift and adapt and grow as needed. Any examples come to mind? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of um, community organizations that we have here in Beloit that are all doing great things in their own um, in their own ways. We we just recently got ACTS Housing, it's ACTS Housing. Um, that's a new program for our community, but it actually happened in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, and now this is their second location that they're taking ownership of, and that is to increase the number of homeowners that we have in our community. So um, we. We were seeing a shift of um, more absentee landlords and more, sure. you know, renters basically just being in our community. And that X housing program is meant to bring a hundred new homeowners to our community in the very near future. And other community organizations in our community are, are doing similar things and, and trying to, you know, help with neighbor works, helps with rental assistance and home buying assistance and um, energy assistance and stuff like that to kind of get people off their feet and, and back on their feet and, and to really be able to go to the next level and buy that house. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges that Beloit has acknowledged 
um, one in particular that you shared in I think the first submission was this reputation that Beloit is trying to combat um, of maybe people outside the community perceiving Beloit as a place uh, with crime-ridden neighborhoods, rough neighborhoods, and maybe having that be the sole identity of the community. As I've learned from you, um, not only from the past submissions, but also this great story that you've shared today, once we're actually on the neighborhood level, that's not the case. We're seeing a lot of love, a lot of investment in neighborhoods across Beloit. I'm curious how you guys have found this balance between, yes, acknowledging that we do have flashes of crime in our neighborhoods and it's worth you know, acknowledging those issues and addressing them appropriately, but also helping people understand that we still have great pride in our neighborhoods and people doing great work to maintain these neighborhoods. How have you found the balance between those two things? You know, we just keep moving forward, doing what we're doing, and knowing that all these great organizations in our community are also moving forward, doing what they're doing, and then constantly saying we have Beloit pride. And if you have not been to Beloit, um, or you haven't been here in the last five years, you know, you really need to come before you just judge a community and sure. and judge them on on what you hear or what you have perceived since maybe you were younger or something. Um, So we always just tell people if you haven't been here lately, or if you've never been here, don't judge us until you come and um, allow me to take you on a tour. I would be happy to show you everything going on in downtown and in Beloit. And, um, you know, there's lots of different people in Beloit who would offer the same thing. Um, I can I can personally put together whatever it is you might interest you and um, take you to some of the restaurants and uh, the different shopping locations we have. And then the overall look and feel of our community. Um, we have mm. so much going on for us. We have great schools. We have, um, you know, everybody has their issues or, or whatever, you know, your one crime here, one crime there. Um, but really in the whole of our community, it's nothing but greatness. And it sounds like you're addressing maybe signals or opportunities for crime to follow um, with these blighted lots or blighted properties, places that haven't gotten a lot of either private or public investment over the years. Right. You know, instead of maybe a community taking the approach of you know, this lot is long gone. We need to increase our police surveillance over there. Instead, the city is taking an approach of love. You know, we love the places we built. Yes, they're struggling in, in, in ways and we need to address that. But you're having like local programs to help make these places better, to not have them be, you know, potentially, you know, a breeding ground for crime. Um, it's a fantastic story. Yeah. And, you know, our entire community working together, whether it's our our city government, our planning departments, our plan commission, our police department, our fire department, everybody is really on the same page. And we just want Beloit to be great. And we we want others to know how great it is and come and see our community. And if we do see a problem, we try to face it head on and fix it as quickly as we possibly can. So Shauna, I know we're not flying right now with (laughs) the spread of the coronavirus, but say I was to hop on my bicycle and bike however many days to Beloit. (laughs) From Texas, I don't know. (laughs) From Texas, yes. That'd be be quite the challenge. Um, Who are the one or two community heroes 
in Beloit that come to mind that you would like me to meet right away that really helped, you know, define and show all the great things happening in Beloit? You know, the first one would be our city manager. She's great. She's been wonderful for our community. Um, She is able to get things done. She's able to work with all these different organizations and community members and really move the needle in the right direction for everything that we have going on. Um, And then the other one would be Diane Hendricks. Um, She is the founder of ABC Supply, Hendricks Commercial Properties, which um, most people um, know that she was in Forbes for top billionaire women um, and stuff. So um, she's here in our community. ABC headquarters is is in our community. Hendricks Commercial Properties headquarters is downtown. Um, So she's definitely in the mindset that she wants Beloit to be great. And how can she help it be great? Um, You know, she's into buying properties, creating them into magic. I mean, we have two boutique hotels downtown that are fantastic. We have a few restaurants downtown um, that are owned by her, apartment buildings. Um, she really is involved in, in a lot of our community um, economic development. And, and it's been her and her team really helping to elevate that. Well, I better start packing my bags, Shauna. <laughs> yeah, start that drive. Like <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up, Shauna, I want to talk a little bit about the conversations happening internally, either you know, within local government or perhaps shared with the community as a whole regarding long-term prosperity. You know, at Strong Towns, we believe that any any investment that we take, um, whether that's, you know, how we invest our money into our neighborhoods or economic development opportunities, it's not so much to look for, you know, that quick burst of revenue that may leave us with some long-term liabilities, but more so, what can we invest in today to better position us for long-term prosperity. So when that road needs to be fixed or those roof shingles start to fall off, we have the reserves to be able to maintain our places. I'm curious, what are some of the things happening today in Beloit? What kind of conversations are happening to ensure you guys are positioning yourselves for long-term prosperity? You know, for us at the Downtown Beloit Association, you know, we've we've had that conversation over the years. And um, it seems like every time we do our new five-year strategic plan, um, that's definitely at the forefront is how can we sustain ourselves to continue to help our businesses and to continue to help uh, the community and really setting those goals that, um, you know, they may be lifetime goals. They're in our strategic plan, but we realize that that's never going to be stamp it done kind of a goal. It's something that we have to focus on every single day. And and we really want to make sure that, you know, how can we help our businesses, but yet keeping in mind that the world changes as we see right now going on in the world, everything changes. And how can we be at the forefront of that change and develop programs and um, policies and have everything in place to where we're helping our community as a whole grow into that future development. Beautiful. Well, Shauna, the entire testament that you just shared is totally evident from the submissions that you shared with us, this great conversation we've had today. Um, You guys are doing a lot of great work. And I know I speak on behalf of the entire team. No matter how this contest turns out, we really look forward to following along and seeing all the good things happening in Beloit. To wrap up, again, you've done a fantastic job sharing the wins in Beloit. Uh, Is there anything else, um, any other perhaps websites or platforms online 
where you would encourage listeners to take a look to get even a deeper understanding of what happens in Beloit to complement the submissions and podcasts that we've recorded today. Anything else come to mind? Yeah. So our website is downtownbeloit.com. And we have a lot of our stories on there, including the the build your own stories. Um, We have a lot um, of information also on the city of Beloit's website, which is beloitwi.gov. And they have a lot of economic development projects on greater Beloit works. Uh, dot com and that one also has is more economic development focused on the communities so we have a new amazon distribution center million square foot building coming to beloit here it's building right now so lots of great projects are on there so you can kind of keep up to date with what's going on and then um, i would also just like to say we're completely honored for making it into the final four you know when, when i submitted this um we were taking a chance to let the world know what a great community we have. And um, we're completely honored that we've made it this far. Well, thank you for participating, Shauna. Again, it's been a joy to follow this process, learn more about Beloit. And who knows, maybe myself or someone from the Strongtown staff will find ourselves in Beloit very soon. We would love to have you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Shauna, thank you. This has been a joy. I appreciate taking the time to share the story of Beloit and its Beloiters. And I look forward to chatting again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Shauna. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed listening to the story of the steps this community has taken to become more financially strong and resilient. Voting is now open to decide who will advance to the final round of the Strongest Town competition. You can submit your vote at strongtowns.org slash journal slash final four and you have until friday march 27th at 12 p.m central time to submit your vote thanks for listening everyone talk soon taking risk is a necessity to becoming rich it's also a necessity to go bankrupt bill 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 that's a story They know that America's one big pothole right now. Just to echo what you said, there are no silver bullet solutions. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Oh, the city! The window is not always open, but if nobody's pushing, then once the window opens, there'll be no chance to go through. I like you. I like your vision of the, of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit. Agenda 21. Yeah.